your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What up, what up, what up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another week. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast. February 1st, baby, 2021. It's the first of the month, like the old school uh, hip-hop joint. Remember Bone Thugs back in the day? Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. It's that hood holiday right there. But uh, yeah, shout out to the first of the month, February 1st. We just survived the weekend with no football. Now, there's going to be a lot more weekends with no football coming up after this upcoming weekend. But uh, we did survive a weekend with no football and Pro Bowl uh, celebrations and all that stuff is not what I consider football. So I'll tell you right now, I may have tuned into the Pro Bowl and all that stuff that they had going on as far as video games going on and Snoop Dogg versus Marshawn Lynch and players doing their little verses and stuff. They, I may have tuned into that for about 12 seconds and I was done with it. So uh, yeah, man, that was it was kind of strange not having any kind of football action over the weekend. But here we are. We're staring Super Bowl 55 in our face. The Patriots and Chiefs live from Tampa Bay. Super Bowl 55 this upcoming Sunday. So uh, here we are, but we're here to talk Raiders because this is the Locked On Raiders podcast. So we're definitely going to get into a lot of Raider conversation. We're also going to get into some news and notes from uh, across the the NFL that happened over the weekend. We're going to get calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Got a whole lot in store for you coming up on today's show. So uh, first and foremost, just a couple of days away from Al Davis versus the NFL. That's that 30 for 30. It's going to air on ESPN. Very excited about that. I think they started showing the trailer to that a few weeks ago, uh, but now it is up on us, man. February 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. on the West Coast is what time it will air on ESPN. That's Al Davis versus the NFL. Wanted to let you hear one more little trailer that they put out. It's just a short one, very short one, but here's a little something, something put out about uh, Al Davis versus the NFL upcoming 30 for 30 on ESPN. Introducing first, the fighter standing in the blue corner. The stewardship of Pete Rozelle has been the outstanding one in contemporary sport. In the red corner, he enters the ring as a challenger wearing black. Al Davis is a gutter fighter. He'll muscle you, he'll crowd you, he'll fight like Roberto Duran in his prime. So there it is right there. That's the latest trailer for ESPN's Al Davis versus the NFL 30 for 30. It's going to air February 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, and of course, 6 on the West Coast. That's definitely something to look forward to. Uh, also want to get into some more news and notes uh, that I collected over the weekend around the NFL. I'm going to get to one real big trade that happened in the NFL in just a quick minute, but before I do that, I want to get into uh, Vic Tafer's piece that he put out on Friday about accountability, and that had to do with Nelson Aguilar blowing up in the locker room, and lots of folks have been reacting to that and you know there's some players that came out and said that that never happened and a lot of fans feel like they've got to pick a side and that's kind of what I, I wanted to speak on real quick like you don't have to pick a side you can read it and take it in and say okay and realize that it's a professional locker room and college locker rooms and high school locker rooms have blowups all the time now does that take away from the fact that the Raiders still need uh, some leaders in the locker room does that take away from the fact that I think that the Raiders need an alpha dog in the locker room no not at all but just knowing that a player getting 
being very frustrated and upset after a big embarrassing loss and blowing up on the team in the locker room, again, in the locker room, is not something that you should really uh, flip out about and be like, oh my God, I got to pick a side. You know, is it Nelson Aguilar's side or am I going with the team's side or, or Derek Carr sucks because of this? Or, you know, I mean, you don't have to pick a side. You could read it, understand it. Uh, also, Vic Taver put out another piece on The Athletic about Max Crosby, and he's one of the guys who actually kind of appreciated what Nelson Aguilar had to say. But the piece on Max Crosby is called Max Crosby on Playing Through Pain, Adrenaline is Something Else. And uh, just a little bit that had to do with Nelly from that piece says, while Crosby thinks that witnesses blew the speech out of proportion, he said, I mean, it was trending on Twitter. He loved what Aguilar had to say. It was in the heat of the moment. Nelly didn't say these guys suck. It was more of we thing and him being a leader and showing his passion for the game. He's been on a Super Bowl team, and he knows what it looks like to have a winning environment in the locker room. Guys that truly love the game. Guys that show up every day and practice that way. He was definitely calling some people out a little bit. I was happy he said something because that game, too, he had put in a lot on the line and put us in a position to win the game. I felt it. Football is such an emotional game, and losing the way we did, every single person in Raider Nation was sick. It was a cool moment to see because Nelly doesn't talk a ton, but when he does, everybody listens. So that was just a little bit of a piece from Max Crosby on on the whole situation in the locker room with Nelson Aguilar. But this is having to do with this other piece that Vic Tafer put out again on The Athletic. Really good stuff. Max Crosby on playing through pain. Adrenaline is something else. Has to do with you know him having the, the hand injury. Has to do with him having the shoulder injury and not missing a game, not missing a snap. Was out there for the whole length of the season. Season and uh, was really never even on the on the uh, injury report because well he didn't even realize that he was injured just kept going and just kept playing and uh, thought that that was just that was just normal you know and so uh, Max Crosby uh, really really good piece you need to go check out on the Athletic uh, after following up with that that piece on uh, Nelson Aguilar. And the biggest piece of news that came out over the weekend that had to do with the NFL didn't have anything to do with the Raiders, but it had to do with the quarterback carousel that we all kind of anticipate is going to happen. And, well, the first couple dominoes started to fall over the weekend, and that was the Lions traded quarterback Matt Stafford to the Rams. And according to sources across the league, the Lions had seven or eight teams in the bidding, all with first-round picks on the table, but they viewed the Rams' offer as far and away the best one. So here's the details on the trade. The Lions get quarterback Jared Goff, a third-round pick in 2021, a first-round pick in 2022, and a first-round pick in 2023, and the Rams get in return quarterback Matt Stafford. The Rams inherit the two years, $43 million remaining on Matt Stafford's contracts. The Lions will carry a $17.8 million dead cap hit in 2021. The Lions inherit four years, $106.6 million remaining on Jared Goff's contract. The Rams will carry a $22.2 million dead cap hit in 2021. And, you know, it's funny, a lot of people reacted immediately when they saw the trade and said, oh my God, look how much the, the, uh, the Rams gave up to the Lions. But if you really, really look at it, if you feel like and this is the caveat if you feel like you're a team that's close and that you can win and you're maybe one piece away a third round pick in 2021 is not bad a first round pick in 2022 is not bad a first round pick in 2023 is not bad again if you feel like you're close that you're going to win just think if the Rams say the Rams going to win the Super Bowl in 2021 you think that they're going to care about that first round pick in 2022 or 2023 no because they'll have a Lombardi trophy that they hosted now I'm not saying that they're going to win but if you feel as a team that you're that close that you can go ahead and roll the dice and and win like that 
That's not that bad. And again, you're not giving up a first-round pick in 2021. And the Rams, if you go back and look, man, they don't have hardly any draft picks. They really have rolled the dice on a lot of players. You know, they went out and made moves for Jalen Ramsey. They gave up a lot of draft picks to the Jaguars for that. Now they're making a move to go get Matt Stafford when they realize that, hey, Jared Goff's not the guy. They just gave him that fat contract, and now they're moving it to the Lions. And the Lions clearly are not in any kind of position to to win right now. And so they're collecting some picks. They're collecting a quarterback. Yeah, they're going to pay him a lot of money, but they're just going to kind of roll the dice with him and see where everything goes but they gave Dan Campbell the new head coach there in Detroit a six-year deal so clearly they they don't think that they're gonna win right now they're they're in the long term they're in the long haul so uh you know I just I I think that it's interesting I I wasn't mad at the move I think it's good for Stafford I think it's good for the Lions um I really do think that the Rams have a good opportunity now with Matt Stafford I don't think he's a bad quarterback I think he's just been a really bad team his whole career so we'll see how it all shakes out but it's very very interesting because again if you feel like you're close then why not roll the dice right why not roll the dice a matter of fact speaking of rolling the dice is what i'm going to talk about in segment number two i know i never really kind of broke it down that much but uh jt the brick he put out a, a tweet over the weekend that really caught my attention especially after you thought about this trade right here with matt stafford and the rams and and what the lions got in return and it kind of got me thinking and so i, I want to talk about it his tweet said don't be afraid of a trade it might be the only way to go from average to great So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that tweet, what it means to me, and what it could potentially mean to the Raiders. Not saying that JT's trying to put out any kind of cryptic message or anything, but just letting you know what it could potentially mean if the Raiders were to basically take that advice. So that's going to come up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a great sponsor here on the Locked On Raiders podcast, and that is TurboTax. You're one of a kind, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you. Learn about your unique tax situation and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you've been a rideshare driver. Maybe that's one of your side jobs that you've been doing throughout the year. Maybe Uber or Lyft or whatever, and you got questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Uh, Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you just want to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to hand the whole tax filing process over to the expert and uh, let them go ahead and do that. And I can work on something else on the side. You know, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, however you want to file, you can do it with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you. TurboTax Live Tax Experts are here to help you, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind. Uniquely, you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. Segment number two is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this February 1st, 2021. Got to talk about trades and not just necessarily the Matt Stafford trade, the Rams trade, not necessarily that, but the fact that once that trade went down over the weekend on Saturday, I saw a tweet from JT the Brick and I I don't even know why it it all of a sudden popped up in my timeline, but I just happened to notice a, a, a tweet from him and it said, don't be afraid of a trade. It might be the only way to go from average to great. So, of course, I looked at that, and I'm not even trying to put anything on him and say that he's putting any kind of cryptic tweets out there because, you know, he works for the Raiders or anything. Not at all. But it, I just took that to heart. I took that that statement that he said to heart and realized that sometimes to go from good to great or average to great, you kind of got to get a little uncomfortable and you got to kind of make a, a move or two that, that some may look at and say, yeah, you know, I don't know too much about that trade and I don't know if that's going to be a good one. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. When the Raiders tried to make the move for Antonio Brown, I was one 100% against it before it happened. I was. And then I saw that they got him for a third and a fifth, and I thought, well, okay. 
Now you're talking about something. And clearly that trade did not work. That blew up in their face. AB ended up being, well, we know, just an ultimate jerk. And it didn't work out. And now he's no longer with the team. But hell, he's going to be playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay got a little uncomfortable. They went out and made a move for Antonio Brown and said, hey, you cannot get in any kind of trouble. If you get into any kind of trouble, Bruce Arians said, you're out of there. And so they made the move, and I'm not saying that he's the reason they're in the Super Bowl, but he's a nice piece to have going into the Super Bowl. Now, I know he's a little bit banged up, but I'm willing to bet you money on February 1st, 2021, that Antonio Brown will be playing on Sunday. So sometimes a team, if they want to go and make that move, like Seattle, what they did, they went and made that move for Jamal Adams. Even though they gave up a lot of draft picks, they went and got their guy that they felt like put them over the top. Now, that didn't work out for them either. You know, I mean, they, they didn't ultimately get where they wanted to. Did it make their defense better? Yeah. Uh, do they still have a, a issue with their safety position and when it comes to coverage? Yeah, absolutely they do. But he's just a better player. You know, he's a better player and, and helps get them in a better position. Sometimes you've got to be able to say, hey, you know, we're going to make a trade. We may give up a first-round draft pick. We may give up a first and a second. It might not be that comfortable as far as, hey, during the during the draft season, may not be able to get the, the ideal player coming out of college that we got our eye on, but we have an established veteran that we think can put us over the edge. And maybe you have to go out and make a move for for a guy who may have some kind of goon-type tendencies. I always say you win with choir boys and car thieves. The Raiders don't have very many car thieves on their team. They don't have any alpha dogs. I'll, I'll go to bat against anybody and say they don't have any alpha dogs on the team right now, and they don't have too many car thieves. Now, we think Jonathan Abram could be a car thief. I think Amik Robertson has a little car thief in him. Uh, I know Lynn Bowden Jr. had a lot of car thief in him, but he's no longer with the team. You know, he's in Miami. So, I mean, I kind of look around the team, and they, they don't have a good blend. They have a, a lot of choir boys, a lot of guys that are, you know, doing their thing, and, and that's good. They're doing their job, but they don't have any guys that have that edge to them. Damon Arnett it looks like he could possibly be that guy, but he's still at the same time got to learn to play the game and he's got to learn his position. So you can't really just go into a dynamic position as a car thief and all without if you knowing how to how to do what you do. So I just wanted to kind of look at a couple positions. Now, of course, when you start talking about trades, everyone's like, oh, my God, trade Derek Carr, trade Derek Carr. But you don't necessarily have to do that. I mean, the quarterbacks that are available, Deshaun Watson, we've heard that conversation. Aaron Rodgers heard that conversation. Carson Wentz, maybe Jalen Hurts, maybe. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that could be on the move, but Outside of like Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, I don't really think that you really improve the, the quarterback position over what you have in Derek Carr right now. So I'm not even looking at the quarterback position when I'm talking about uh, trades. Now, according to John McClain, my guy from the Houston Chronicle, which I will say while I'm talking about this, people hit me up all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, what's your guy John McClain have to say now? Like like trying to come at him because now it looks like the Texans are, are, are possibly thinking about or even talking about uh, possibly trading Deshaun Watson. And he, you know, kept saying that they weren't going to trade him. Look, this dude's been doing this for so stinking long he knows more than any of us are ever going to know he knows how this organization works he knows how these games work and how these holdouts and stuff like that work so please don't come at him foul because again he does me a, a favor by coming on my radio show or will even come on the podcast if i want to give as much information as much knowledge that he possibly can but it's so funny man people hit me up all the time with some like derogatory remark about john McClain. that is my guy so if you're gonna go derogatory remark on him just miss me with it don't even don't even come at me with that one because again, that's that's my dude. So anyway, getting back to the conversation that I was having about trades, he did mention what he thinks that the Texans are going to want for Deshaun Watson if they do decide to make a move. He said two ones, two twos, and two young defensive starters at least. Watson's 25 under contract, great quarterback, team leader, beloved by fans, pillar of the community. Start with the Jets because they have that ammunition. Again, not saying that they're going to do it, but if they're going to, that'd probably be a good place to start. So anyway, I'm not talking about quarterback here, but how about a defensive player? 
How about a big-time defensive stud? Uh, this draft is going to be weird. A lot of players in the draft are, are guys that opted out, are guys that haven't played since 2019. So you really don't know what they're going to bring to the table. You know, there's some guys, obviously, that did play, but you still, it's not the same amount of film that you've had on them. So, and I said this a long time ago, that I wouldn't mind going out and getting an established veteran that you know what you're going to get from them instead of rolling the dice on a first-round draft pick. I mean, hell, how many draft picks did the Raiders have? They had five first-round draft picks, and no, none of them have become alpha dogs. Josh Jacobs is a damn good player. Don't get me wrong. But he's the best one out of the five first rounders that they had. You know, Cleve Farrell, he's okay. Jonathan Abram, still to, to, to be determined. Henry Ruggs, to be determined. Damon Arnett, to be determined. I mean, right now, after five first round draft picks, you know what you got in Josh Jacobs, and then the, and then there's the rest of question marks. So just because you have draft picks, don't mean that you're going to get the right one. So maybe the Raiders go make a move for a defensive player. What if they went and got a dynamic dude? I mean, like a real deal dude, like a defensive lineman, maybe a big-time corner, similar to what the Rams did when they went and got Jalen Ramsey. They knew damn well what they were going to get in Jalen Ramsey. And I remember when that was a potential trade, I was like, hey, I would do that. I would make that move. Now, I know that they gave up a lot for him, but at least they know what they got. They know what they got. They gave him a long-term extension. He's going to be that guy. He's going to lock it down. You saw what he did against DK Metcalf a couple times throughout the season. I mean, the dude could play. So the Raiders need a guy like that. Would it be out of the question to see them make a move where some may look at it and say, well, why would you give up that kind of draft capital? Raider Nation, you don't know what you're going to get with that draft capital. You just really don't. I mean, the Bears, they went out on the limb and went and got Khalil Mack because they said, you know what, that's going to put them over the top. And, and it, look, it put them in the playoffs. And if it wasn't for bad kicking, who knows how far they could have gone. You got to look at it and say that, just like, just like JT said, don't be afraid of a trade. It might be the only way to go from average to great. I, I mentioned Antonio Brown earlier. How about this? And there was a tweet from uh, Evan Massey. He put this out on Sunday. He said, count the Raiders among the teams who will have interest in Odell Beckham Jr. if the Browns indeed make him available. They'll be shopping for an upgrade at wide receiver this offseason. And I, I know Odell Beckham Jr. Is, is a bit of a headache. Actually, he's a lot of a headache. But just think of this. And I, I mentioned this the other day to Scott Goldbranson on Raider Nation Radio 920. I mentioned this. And I did. I specifically said Odell Beckham Jr. Could you imagine a Raiders offense with a guy like OBJ in it? You have Darren Waller as wide receiver number one. You have Odell Beckham Jr. as wide receiver number two. You have Henry Ruggs third with all the speed in the world. You have Hunter Renfro that you, I mean, you have so many different options. Who do you double? You know what I mean? Like, how do you cheat on, on defense to try to stop somebody? Oh, by the way, you have Josh Jacobs in the backfield. And I'm not saying that Odell Beckham Jr. is the answer for the Raiders. And I'm not saying that, hey, that's what I want them to do. But could you imagine if they had a, a dynamic wide receiver like that? Like an OBJ type talent, if not OBJ himself? Do you imagine that? Who are you, how are you going to stop the Raiders' offense? You talk about the red zone and the struggles. How would you stop that offense? Everyone's talking about Nelson Aguilar and don't let, don't let him get out of town. Man, I would take OBJ over Nelson Aguilar any day. Any day of the week and twice on Sunday. And again, I'm not pounding the table for OBJ, so please don't, don't call me screaming at me about that. That's not the case. I'm just saying, could you imagine if they had a talent like that? Or if they went out and made it, like I said, a trade for a big-time defensive player to help get that defensive unit turned around so Gus Bradley has a chance? I think it's a good thing for them to explore. Going after a, a big-time player, a big, maybe Leonard Williams is the guy. I've mentioned Leonard Williams before. He was a, a franchise tag player for the Giants in 2020, and I know that the franchise tag means a lot, giving up a lot, but he also had 12 sacks for the Giants in 2020. So could he bring that talent to Vegas and be that stud along the defensive line? He could be on the outside or the inside. I mean, he's one of those guys who's versatile enough to go up and down the line. Could he be Gus Bradley's new Michael Bennett? I mean, if he could, I'd be all for it. If you told me that... By getting Leonard Williams, by going out and making a move and making sure you, you got him from the Giants, that you were going to get at least 12 sacks his first year with the team, I'd make that move. 
I would make that move. I would, I would have no problem giving up a first-round draft pick to go out and get that dude and give him a contract if I knew I was going to get 12 sacks from him because I feel confident in getting at least seven or eight from Max Crosby. That's 20 right there. Now I just need a guy like Clee Farrell. I need a guy like maybe Carl Nassib. I need a couple other dudes to step up and get some here and there. But I'm cooking with grease if I know I got 12 sacks coming from Leonard Williams or feel like I've got 12 sacks coming from Leonard Williams and I got seven or eight coming from Max Crosby. Maybe 10 max, you know, or, or unique Ngakwe. Go out and make a move like that. If you have to get a little uncomfortable and make a trade, sometimes that's okay. And I just, I thought that that was, I thought that was a hell of a tweet when I saw that. Don't be afraid of a trade. It might be the only way to go from average to great. A lot of people are going to take that as you got to replace the quarterback, but not necessarily. There's other pieces along this Raiders team that you can make trades for and with and upgrade your team. I think defensive line, like I mentioned, is one. I think a big-time corner would be another. Uh, I think a big-time wide receiver talent would be another. I mean, those were probably the positions I would even look at before I would look at the quarterback position. And again, I think the only quarterback that I might trade for right now and feel great about and feel like, oh, man, this team is taking off is probably Aaron Rodgers. Deshaun Watson's a really good quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is the guy. I mean, I've seen what he's done with very little. The Raiders have a lot of weapons. If you had Aaron Rodgers, that would be a whole nother ball game. But I don't think that that's even a, a, I don't even think that that's a reality. So that's not part of this conversation. Just know, I think that the Raiders should be scouring through every team's roster. They know it's going to be a little different this year with the salary cap and seeing how they can drastically, drastically improve this team with just one move. You know what I mean? Not just trying to build it through the draft. And I get it. You know, you want to build it through the draft so you have longevity. But, man, if you can get a guy to put you over the top, why not? Why not go do it? So I'm all for it. And I thought when I saw that tweet from JT that it just kind of clicked and thought, hey, you know what? This is something I'm going to talk about on Monday's show. So so there it is. We'd love to get your feedback on that. Get your thoughts on that. 707-654-4693. That is the number. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts. Straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here on the show. The first one I've been telling you about for a long time, and that is Built Bar. And it's funny, over the weekend, my guy Victor Zaragoza, he's basically like my mentor in the radio game. He uh, he hit me up and was like, man, how are those Built Bars? I've been looking for a really good protein bar. Are they good? And I was like, man, are they good? Are you kidding me? So I kind of, we had a little back and forth conversation. He went and bought a box of 18 just like that. You see, he bought a box of 18 and then he tweeted out, man, like, hey, thanks to Q for leading me to the Built Bar. Well, Built Bars are great. 18 delicious flavors, 100% covered in chocolate. So it's almost like you're eating a candy bar, but it's a protein bar. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. I'm a really, really big fan of banana bread. And I know that that sounds very kind of weird. Like banana bread, that ain't no bar. That's a, well, it's banana bread. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's a, that's, something, that's a baked good, you know, but it's not. It's really, really good. So uh, if you're looking for that protein bar, if you're looking for something that doesn't taste like chalk or rocks, it tastes really good and it's good for you. Built Bar is the way to go. They're great for the health-conscious man or woman. They'll help you lose or maintain weight while you're enjoying a great treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. So check them out right now, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON while you're there, and you're going to get 20% off just like that. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your order at BuiltBar.com. I also want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. Super Bowl's right around the corner. You want to bet on the game? You want to bet on some of the Super Bowl prop bets? You could do that. You want to bet on some NBA action, some college basketball action, whatever you want to do, BetOnline.ag has you covered, and they're the one place that we trust. Uh, You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. You can get into the action. And when you do, open up your free account today, and with your first deposit, you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code LOCKEDON. So if you put $100 in, you're going to get 50% 
or you're going to get $50 also added on top of that. So it's like betting with someone else's money, and who wouldn't want to do that, right? So betonline.ag, open up that free account today. Make sure you use the promo code Locked On and get that 50% welcome bonus. If you're on social media and you want to check them out, bet online at no, at betonline underscore AG. That's at betonline underscore AG. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for that free account and use the promo code Locked On for your sign-up bonus. Again, betonline.ag. Segment number three is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this February 1st. It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. First of the month. So uh, anyway, going to get into some calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Got calls, texts, and even got a tweet that I'm going to add to the show today. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Matter of fact, let's start with that tweet. And that tweet comes from at James W. James White. He says, Q, Love your call for an alpha. That being said, how many players away are the Raiders currently? Are we one alpha away from the playoffs and contending for a Super Bowl, or do you think we need more? I saw Mayock's quotes of dynamic playmakers, but would argue Mullen and Littleton and Bradley's system may be those players on those levels. Again, that's a tweet from James White. And uh, thank you for the tweet, my man. I appreciate you. And I, I look at those players, and I like Trayvon Mullen a lot. I'm still, the jury's still out on Corey Littleton just because he put in such a, a bad year of, with the Raiders in 2020. But I like Trayvon Mullen a lot. But I don't think, I think he's a good number two defensive back. I don't think he's a number one. Um, that's just me. We'll see. I think that the Raiders still need to upgrade at the linebacker position. That's why I did that linebacker show a few weeks back. Uh, I think that they need somebody, and this is the definition of an alpha dog in my opinion, a guy that opposing teams have to game plan against. You know what I mean? Like when Khalil Mack was on the Raiders, opposing offenses said, don't let 5-2 beat you. Don't let 5-2 destroy your, your game. That's what they did. There's not one guy right now currently on the Raiders that I look at and say, he can destroy a, another team's game by himself. I think Josh Jacobs is close. But I don't think he's that guy. Darren Waller is obviously a guy that defenses they plan for. Uh, but again, I mean, it's just those guys are offense. You know, I, I really think uh, when we're talking about the alpha dogs, they need to be on the defensive side of things. You know what I mean? Because that's that's how a, a game plan can get wrecked. A, a dude like Five Deuce, he used to wreck games. You know, I mean, he would just come in there and start wrecking shop, causing uh, forced fumbles, uh, getting sacks, you know, multiple things like that happening. Bad things happening when Five Deuce got in the backfield. You know what I mean? So, yeah, where Darren Waller, he's a guy that they have to prepare for Josh Jacobs they have to prepare for but at the same time you can look at it and say okay we're gonna do everything we can to take him away and challenge one of the other guys to beat him it's, it's kind of different when it's offensively I guess so really I'm looking for that alpha dog on the defensive side of things so thanks so much for that that uh, tweet man I appreciate you next up is a call from grumpy ass Mexican he's calling about the Raiders possibly trading the number 17 overall pick and getting an established player and then he has a question about the players on defense here he is grumpy ass Mexican hey Q Grumpy ass Mexican here. Hey, so just finished listening to your podcast today. Um, it's, uh, let me see, let me see. So today is the 27th. All right. Now listen to your podcast. I have a quick question for you. So, what do you think about trading that first round pick like the Seahawks did for somebody that's already proven? And I don't mean an old guy. I mean somebody like, you know, early 20s. You know, maybe 24, 25. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? I mean, just get somebody in here to help the defense, you know, like you said, an alpha dog. I think that would work great. You know, just to get somebody in there that's going to 
help change the thing? I mean, because right now with all this COVID stuff and everything going on, do you really want to gamble on a you know on a player that you just have film that maybe do good in college but might not do good in you know in the NFL? And with Gus, Gus Bradley getting hired on, I mean, honestly, are they going to let players play the positions that they, you know that they're supposed to play? I mean, whose idea was it to put Joyner at nickel? Was it Gruden? Was it PGs? You know, I just, I just don't understand that. You know what I mean? Hopefully they let them do what they do best. I mean, I think Littleton's going to be a badass once you put him to where he was, you know, like how he played in L.A. There's a reason you went after him. Why not bring him over here and let him do the same thing? You know, like James Jones said one time when I was listening to his stuff, you know, they brought him in and they put him at a slot, you know, when he was always running on the outside. He's like, no, that's not what I play. Put me back outside. That's why, you know, did my best. That's why you brought me here. Why are you trying to put me inside? You know what I mean? Why do coaches do that? Crap, poor. Anyways, Q, much respect, man. I listen to you from almost day one. You know, the best out there. Hands down. Against, put your show up against anybody, bro. Love you, fam. And that's very hard for me to say to another man. Love you, man. <laughs> take, take it easy and God bless. There he goes, grumpy ass Mexican. And look, I think training for a veteran that is still young and an alpha dog is a great idea. You know, I was just talking about it in segment number two. Uh, I've suggested it multiple times on this show. Uh, I, I definitely believe that that is a good idea, especially this year. This year is so strange, and a lot of guys haven't played in a very, very long time. Uh, Bradley, Bradley is going to put guys in position. He's going to put the guys in the best position possible. Uh, he, he, I'm assuming that he's going to put them in their proper position. If he wants to be successful, I'm sure that that's what he's going to do. Uh, he mentioned it before. A thinking man is a slow man and right now the Raiders, in my opinion, have a lot of thinkers and not enough doers. They have a lot of guys that are thinking about what they need to be doing. Mike Mayock said it last week to, to Raider, Raiders.com. He said, hey, you know, we had a lot of guys that are thinking about their position. You can't think. You just got to go. So uh, yeah, I do think that Gus Bradley will put guys in positions to succeed in 2021. But again, that's just me with my gut feeling. That's not anything concrete that I know. It's not like they said, oh yeah, LaMarcus Joyner is going to go back to safety or this LaMarcus Joyner might not even be on the team in 2021 so anyway thanks for that call appreciate you next up is a text from Joe from SoCal yo Q I just saw Max Crosby's post-surgery pictures can we acknowledge this guy's dedication to football he never makes excuses and works hard the Raiders need more guys like this that's all Joe from SoCal no you're not wrong you're not wrong. Max Crosby clearly loves football. He clearly loves to play. He wants to be there for his guys, just like he was his rookie year when he hurt his hand in that preseason game, went and got a club put on it, and then went right back into the game. I mean, he wants to be out there. He loves ball. You can see that and hear that in that piece that Vic Tafer just put out about him on The Athletic. Really, really good piece as well. I encourage you to go uh, go read it. But I, I think, and, and he's a he's a damn good player. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think he's that difference maker yet. I don't think he's that guy that's going to put over the top, put you over the top. That That's just me, though. I think that he's a really nice piece. He just needs another dude. And when I mean another dude, I mean a real deal, another dude. So uh, that's my thoughts on that. Thank you so much for your text. Appreciate you. Next up, I got a funny little text. And, and matter of fact, the, the sound that I'm going to play right now is actually going to be longer than the text, but I got to sound the alarm one time. This text is from 13-year-old Mad Max. <laughs> he says, hey, Q, new booty here coming from Arizona. Love the podcast, and I'm ready to win. Mad Max Raider out. Also, I'm 13. 
That's how much I love the Raiders, though. So uh, shout out to Mad Max from Arizona hitting up the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line saying he's ready to win. I think all of Raider Nation, that's a great text. Sometimes you just got to, I don't want to say dumb it down, but you just got to simplify things. I'm ready to win. I think a lot of Raider Nation is just ready to win, right? We say it at the end. I say it at the end of every show. Just win, baby. Well, I'm sure Raider Nation is just ready just to win. Just win, baby. Just do like the Raiders say, right? Absolutely. Mad Max, thank you so much for that uh, that text, man. Appreciate you. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. Next up is a call from Valley Boy Raider. He's calling in to talk about the trade of Matt Stafford to the Rams and how that pertains to Derek Carr and the Raiders. Here he is, Valley Boy Raider. Hey, what's up, Q? This is Valley Boy Raider from the 818. And I'm sitting here, you know, uh, on this Sunday. And I noticed that the Rams just traded uh, for Stafford. Thank God it wasn't the Raiders. I mean, Stafford is, in my mind, he, good but he's more injury prone than healthy anyways i called because i'm saying they gave up golf jared golf two first round picks and the third for matthew stafford who has never been in consideration for mvp talks i know i'm gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way but imagine what Derek carr can get in the free market the trade market Derek Carr never had Megatron, so he never had someone to throw to, like, Megatron. Derek Carr wasn't the consideration of MVP that 2016 season, something Stafford, I have, I never heard him being in the consideration for MVP ever. If he has, then let me know. And I'm just saying, I mean, if they can get two second-round picks for a 33-year-old and a contract and a young quarterback that just needs to... I think Derek Goff still is still good. He just needs that confidence, and the Rams were giving him that confidence. What can we get for Carr? I mean, not to keep the same thing going, but maybe we can get three first-round picks from a team. Who knows? A first-round pick and three straight seconds. Who knows? Just something to think about since his contract is up, I think, after, like, in two seasons. I want to get something off for him if he doesn't want to come back. And I don't know, man. Sounds like the Broncos are going heavily either on Rodgers or, or Deshaun Watson. And if that's true, it's going to be a hard division, brother. I mean, I don't think we need to change the quarterback, but we need to do something drastically where so the other teams in the division can see we're not messing around. You know, we can sign that big defensive player or players. But I just want to see your thoughts on that trade, Q. And, um... Thank you. Love the podcast. Stay up. Thank you for the call, my man. Appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm sure you could get something very, very valuable in return for Derek Carr. I just don't see that happening. Not to mention, like I said before the Mac trade, you can have all the picks you want, but if you don't get the right guys in return for those picks, it really doesn't matter. You can have 18 picks, but if you get 18 bums, then you're out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't matter. So you've got to make sure you get the right guys. And, again, like I mentioned earlier in the show, the Raiders had five first-rounders, and right now it doesn't show that they got five really, really good players. You know for a fact they got one really good player in Josh Jacobs. You think that they got a really good player in Henry Ruggs. You haven't seen it. You hope they have a really good player in Jonathan Abram, but you haven't seen it. You hope that they have a really good player in Cleve Furl, and you see, you see signs of it here and then, but it's not consistent. I mean, you just don't know, and that's five first-rounders. 
So, I mean, what, what else do you need? You know what I mean? So you can have all the picks you want. Just like Detroit got all those picks from the Rams, don't mean that they're going to put together a really good team. You just don't. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a good question to have. But, again, with all that being said, I don't believe that Derek Carr is on the move at all. So thank you so much for that. Uh, next up is a text from Raider Black. What up, Q? This is Raider Black from Maryland. It's 1 a.m. Saturday morning on the East Coast. Listening to the podcast, and I hate what I'm hearing. The fact that guys in y'all position are talking hypothetically about trading for Watson, but in the same sentence saying you like Carr as a Raiders quarterback, does not help the already growing dissension in the nation with Carr. To me, Watson is not that much better than Carr. He had Hopkins, which is better than any wide receiver Carr has ever had. He's had a defense, which is something Carr's never had. So what does Watson bring that Carr doesn't? He isn't more accurate. He's more athletic, which I'll say once again, should not be a prerequisite for a quarterback because other than Mahomes, mobile quarterbacks have not been successful in the league. Carr is our quarterback. Stop talking about bringing in Watson for ratings. There are Raider fans that don't understand the difference between hyperbole and reality. That's from Raider Black in Maryland. There's a lot to unpack there, Raider Black. Thank you for the text. I'll say that off top. Um, I will also say... I'm not talking about bringing in Watson. I've never have said the Raiders are bringing in Watson. I've talked about Deshaun Watson because it's a subject in the NFL right now, and there's a lot of Raider fans that would love to see the Raiders make a move for Deshaun Watson. I have been on the record multiple times of saying that that's not going to happen. Matter of fact, I'm still with John McClain saying that Houston's not going to trade him anyway. So that's first. So Watson for ratings doesn't happen. And this is a podcast. This isn't a radio show. So I'm definitely not worried about ratings. Uh, you choose to listen or you choose not to. That's how podcasts work. It's not about ratings. Um, and also, there's a lot of athletic quarterbacks that are very good in the league. And I mean athletic quarterbacks. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson like that they have to run for 1,000 yards. But Lamar Jackson, reigning MVP of the league. Uh, how about Kyler Murray looking really good in, in Arizona? How about a guy like, uh, I don't know, Josh Allen, who was just in the playoffs. He's mobile. I mean, I'm not saying that they have to be track stars. I'm not saying that at all. I think, and I've been saying this for a long time, and if you don't believe it, go back and listen to multiple shows. I've been saying, I think that you have to have an ability to move the pocket when it breaks down. And you know what Derek Carr did in 2020? He moved the pocket when it broke down. He did do that. And I gave him credit throughout the season for being able to do that multiple times. So there's that. Also, as far as uh, hypotheticals, uh, I'm, again, not throwing out hypotheticals. Not too sure what you're talking about or what you're hearing. You may hear Raider fans call in asking about Watson, but you have never, ever heard me say, I want the Raiders to trade for Watson. And I said earlier in today's show, if there's any quarterback out there that I would like to see them make a move for, if there was a quarterback out there that I could see them making a move for, it wouldn't even be Watson. It'd be Rodgers. But that's just me. So... I'm not too sure what you're hearing. Maybe at 1 a.m. you're hearing things. Maybe you're a little sleepy. I don't know. But that's where I stand on it. So uh, the one thing you'll always get from me, man, you're always going to get the honest truth. You're not going to get hyperbole and all that stuff. I'm not going to hit you with hypotheticals. I'm going to tell you what's on my mind, what I'm thinking, and what I prefer. Uh, and, and that's it. And again, I'll go back to the mobile quarterback. I do think that you need to have a sense of mobility. Again, not a track star, but a sense of mobility. That's just me. And on that note, that's going to do it for today's show. Still got a lot of feedback I wanted to get to. Brother Marquise in the 305 rep Miami one time. Got a call from him. Big Stone from Pittsburgh, Cali. Got a text from him. East Bay T called in. Uh, text from Richard and Whittier. Uh, DJ from the 909. Got all those coming up on tomorrow's show. We'll have more news and notes of the day. And, of course, we'll have more stuff to talk about as we count down to Super Bowl 55 and we continue to talk each and every day some Raiders football. So, until then, Raider Nation, enjoy your day. Enjoy the first of the month. It's the hood holiday. Do what you do. Take care of your family. Wash your hands. You know, wear your mask. Social distance. Do what you got to do. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.